Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. First I was afraid, I was petrified. Welcome back to the Tosser podcast. Uh, nice of you to get in. Uh, I'm feeling ever so slightly hungover, um, but I had a really good interview with Aaron Gox, comedian Aaron Gox, um, that we'll get into. Uh, I thought I'd just do a little bit of br- a bit of a briefer. Um, I recorded this on. I recorded that on this interview with him on Saturday. Um, it's currently Sunday, and I have to say that Saturday was an embarrassing day. An embarrassing day. Um, <laughs> thing I love about this podcast is, you know, I can kind of just say what's on my mind, um, and I feel like it is relatively a safe space to do so. And. <laughs> Yesterday was so embarrassing. So there's these two really embarrassing moments that I really want to share with you. So the first one is, right, and navigating a breakup in the public eye is just hilarious uh, because there's no anonymity. And um, I have to tell you something that I did, which is just so lame, dude. Oh, my God. I keep cringing. Honestly, I woke up this morning hung over and it was the first thing I thought of. So... Pretty much, I blocked Tani off all my socials. Um, I don't want to see her stuff and I don't think she wants to see my stuff either. So, blocked it, da da da, done that. Um, but then, so obviously, she's hanging out with Melinda, who was also on Married at First Sight. Her and, Ta- her and Tani were doing a live, and <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Like, I, I was I was intrigued as to what they would say. I hadn't seen Tani for a, for a while because she's not on my socials. But I was like, oh, they're going to see if I click onto the live. So I've got a burner account. I've got a burner account that I'll just I'll just you know watch from afar. Um, and the burner account's name is Belton for a Skelton, or so I thought. That is the name that I've put it as, but it's not actually my username. So I go into, the, so I click on, and it immediately says Ollie two nine six has joined the live, which is fine. Now I'm under the impression. Now we can see how long I've been on the live for. You know, I'm watching for about three minutes or whatever. And then out of nowhere, <laughs> Melinda goes, Ollie, are you still on the fucking live? You stalker? Hilarious. I, what? I can't respond. I'm not going to message. Hello. Yep. Still here. And then, and I'm like, well, they, they don't know. You, you don't know if you're on the live. Somebody in the chat goes, yeah, he's still here. Oh, my God. 
And so then I just threw my phone, threw my phone. So that was embarrassing story number one. Ugh. Embarrassing story number two, which happened an hour later. I was at General Pants, right? Trying on a t-shirt. Go to the change rooms, put on the shirt, da 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 Pay for it out the counter. Now there is, there's a mother and a daughter behind me as I'm paying for the shirt at the counter. And as I go, they're kind of like smiling. Maybe they're a reality TV junkie. Didn't think anything of it. Now I'm walking in the middle of Sydney on a Saturday. It is action packed. There's so many people there. And as I'm walking, I catch myself in the reflection. I've got my shirt inside out, walking down the middle of Sydney. As I turn around, as I turn around, I can see people smiling and laughing, smiling and laughing. And this is a problem with society. Why is anybody saying anything to me? It's like when somebody's got something in their teeth, sometimes you don't want to tell them, unless it's a close personal friend. Why is nobody telling me I have my shirt, my tag hanging out of my shirt? Huh? I quickly run, I quickly get changed. And, but I'm still just the shame, the embarrassment and the shame. These two things happened an hour in between each other. And then two hours before, I was lucky enough to have a great conversation with comedian Aaron Gox. Now, Aaron Gox, he seems to me like he just has the purest, best heart. And um, it was such a pleasure having him on the Tosser podcast. Um, I will say this, the... Mike for the first 20 minutes was a bit how you going so I've had to get rid of that audio I tried to fix it. I was just like nah it's just too much I can't solve this so there's a couple of times it might go yeah so the conversation picks up where he was talking about how he is naturally a shy guy like the thought of imposing on people uh, can and can make him feel quite uncomfortable so that's where this conversation picks up um, I hope you guys really like it we talk a little bit about cricket, so sorry if you don't like it to my 85% female audience, but uh, if you do like cricket, then you're welcome. So comedian Aaron Gox, without further ado, here we go. Um, one of my first things I started to do before anyone knew who I was or anything, I, I did this thing where I would say, I called it, you know how they've got um, Ask Me Anything? I yeah, yeah, read yeah. It. So I did a, like a little twist on that where I called it Feed Me Anything. Okay. <laughs> so basically what it was, I'd say to people, tell me what to eat and I'll go and do it. Yeah. You know how people like to interact? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had people, and you know, people were trying to be funny and stuff, which is fair enough. They'd be like, oh, I have 20 spiders or whatever. But I would just do the ones that were like just a plain meal, right? But yeah. I thought it'd be funny if it's like someone's like, all right, pub schnitzel. And, then, and I took a pic of it. But the hard thing for me being shy was like, and of course I could have done a selfie or whatever, but I was asking like the waiter or whatever, waitress to like take the pic. And that was my right. inside. I'm like, it scared me like asking. Really? But that started to do quite well. And I almost saw it as like, this is probably a bit lame or cheesy, but it's like I saw it as like overcoming your, your fears. Yeah. And it's like, That'll pay off. And it, and it started to do well. And it was almost like that was my, you know, where it's like doing something you, you don't want to do that scares you. But yeah. Okay, yeah. So you asking someone to take a photo. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and to be honest, I think that. Yeah. Well, I, the average person would go, who cares or don't worry or. I can yeah. totally empathize with that. Yeah. Right? But then it's. Um, you're going up on stage. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was hard as well. But now I'm very used to it because I've been doing stand-up now 
for 15 years. Yeah. And the, the the social stuff only come like seven or eight years into it. Right. So, right. Yeah. So, is it um, like if you- But I still get freaked out by like individual faces if I see. So, a lot of the gigs, I never used to understand why the light was so bright. Right. The, um, what do you call it? Spotlight. Yeah. And a big part of that is so the performer doesn't have to pick out. They kind of like blur the light yeah. in your face. Then you don't have to see. You imagine you're performing, and then Joe Thompson's looking right at it. Would freak you. I'm just making up a name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's what freaks me out is like individual faces. And from what you've said, it's like you don't want to impose or intrude. Yeah, yeah. That's it. It's that. That's the feeling I always have to overcome. Is like I. I hate to think I'm like bugging someone or or ruining their day. Or right. yeah. Where yeah. do you reckon that comes from? I guess it's um, it can it can be ingrained in you as a person, like your yeah. parents might have, or yeah. at a young age where it's like you know if you're told not to interrupt someone right. and have manners, and it's also probably a really good trait to have and a testament to you because it shows that you have empathy. Yeah, that's uh, but it 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 holds me back because it's like from putting stuff out as much as I should and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's a funny one, but yeah, I, I like that you said that. It's a nice, I generally like to um, not be obnoxious to people and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, um, it does it, this is, look, take your time with this one, but is there any like uh, social norm that we do that you don't understand, that, uh, that you're like, why the fuck do we do that? Yeah, that's a good question. I guess, um, of of sort of having that thing of like, I, I really enjoy talking with people yeah. if if I enjoy the topic, but I've never really liked like small talk, you know, like right talking about the weather or <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in I'm in sales, right? So it's a big part. Yeah. Well, it's just funny with sales because the first five minutes of video call meeting the person, you have you cannot. If go, you, you can't go straight into business. If yeah. you go straight into business, you, yeah. you will lose the sale. Yeah. Like you'll just lose it because they'll just be like, oh. Yeah, I get yeah. that. I get that. Because I think, and I'm going to pretty deep psychological stuff here, but I think deep down most of us want to be treated like a person and not just like, and, and like I said, a lot of this psychological stuff, it's funny too because even like that like sales is a high level right of business and stuff but you go down to a lower level and even like you say like teenagers right getting their first job at macca's kfc yeah and they the manager will you know how you often see them being interviewed in the shop i remember doing those as a kid right and teenager and they'll be like why do you want to work here (laughs) and then the honest everyone works for money right but you can't say that exactly so that's why we all deep down we're almost playing this game, like this game of charades, aren't we? Where it's like you can't just say the honest answer or or no one wants to talk about why we're doing things. And, and- I'll even go to like there's a selfishness in love, right? Yeah, yeah. Because love, you're in the pursuit of it making you feel good. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then also like uh, sexual encounters. Yeah, yeah. So- um, which yeah. can go hand in hand, but then yeah. also can be very far away from each other. Yeah. Um, and it's even that is like that. There's a decorum. Yeah. There's a. There's a. There's 
courtship. Yeah. There's like this game of like we both well, kind giving of gifts and yeah, yeah. Like, We'll say to each other, you know, I love to, I'll give a gift and I'll say to my partner, I love to see you smile, which is true. I do. But deep down, you want something in return. You want to be loved. You want to be. Well, and it's, I heard a quote one time that like everything that a person does is entirely for themselves. Yeah. And you can even go to the, the act of giving, yeah. the act of a selfless giving selflessly yeah is still you're getting a like somebody donating to a charity you are getting a feeling out of that yeah and and then you're right and then you'll someone will say you know you've heard of like anonymous donations but mm. even then that was still for the feeling for yourself of doing it yeah which that when i think about that it kind of scares me yeah but a lot of these things are ingrained in us as you know how it's like again we're getting quite deep here but if you go trace back the history of humanity like we were like cave people thousands of years ago whatever mm. those things are, are ingrained in us of like maybe it's like yeah do do something for others because if we didn't get that feeling we'd never do anything you know that sort of thing like, yeah well, you, know, you know when it's like why do you shiver because that's to let you know your, your body's too cold, that sort of thing. Right. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. getting pretty deep there, aren't I? <laughs> no, it's good though, hey? Yeah, I like it. I like to think about that yeah. stuff. Yeah. I think everybody that's kind of in comedy, like there's such a, there's great philosophies. Um, yeah. And perspectives. Yeah. Um, well, like I said about the making people smile, making people laugh, like, yeah, I love it, but it's for that feeling. It's for that feeling. I it's mutual. Like I hear people laugh and I feel good inside. So we're both having a good time. Right. I'll tell you something that makes me think like when I, when I laugh, if I'm really laughing, I get like a semi chubs. <laughs> yeah. And I used to think that everybody got that. Apparently it's not, apparently it's very No, rare. I can't recall it myself, but <laughs> probably for the best because you don't want to be up there. And people say, woo. <laughs> so true. Yeah. you got to wear extra tight undies then. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I often ask my, uh, the guests that I have on, um, I say, I ask them, what is rent free? What is going rent? What is living rent free in your mind at the moment? It can be something like a TikTok or it can just be uh. like. Um, something that is taking up a lot of space in your mind, which when, <laughs> probably unnecessarily. Yeah. Uh, I, cause I'm a big sports fan. I think way too much about sports. I think. <laughs> right. What's, what's something that's on your mind regarding sport at the moment? Well, probably, um, cause you know, you're transitioning kind of from cricket to footy, but, um, it's kind of no man's land. Yeah, moment, yeah. It? So there's a little bit of like, yeah, there's that winding down from cricket into, 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 although there's always something going on with cricket all year round. <laughs> okay. Let um, me, let, can I, uh, sorry, you. Yeah, yeah well, I think uh, I know it's not a very accurate answer. I'd like to give you a better answer, but yeah, just little bits of cricket and footy at the moment. Yeah. So I'll ask you this, sir, that the early 2000s cricket team. Yeah. You know, we're talking, we're talking. Um, Hayden, La Hayden, Ponting. Langer, Ponting. Warren um, McGrath, Gilchrist. Uh, yeah. Uh, Warren McGrath, Gilchrist, Gillespie. 
Love Gillespie. Love Gillespie. Handy with the bat. Because I'm a bit of a contrarian in a lot of things in life. So I was a bit of a like, oh, don't forget about, you know, because everyone's obviously Warren McGrath, the big dog. Here's where Gillespie fucked himself. That 2005 Ashes. Yeah. He didn't take a wicket. Fuck, that's brutal. He played three tests. He didn't take a wicket. That's brutal. I would say that he was a major contributor to us losing that series because he didn't take a wicket and we had to replace him. And I think we put in Kaspervitz. Yeah. And then Kaspervitz caught the glove off. That's uh, true. That's right. I remember that. Kaspervitz. You know, he's a bowler, so he can't be too brutal about his batting. No, true. But um, back to the question, is, is that team there, is this team that we have now, is that better than that team there? I don't think so. I think that was one of our best teams, but it's a very good team at the moment. Like, the bowlers are great. Obviously, I don't think any of them are as good as McGrath or Warren. Yeah. But as a... Can I tell you, an underrated cricket, a very criminally underrated cricketer, in my opinion, Stuart Clark. Yeah, yeah, he was good. Dude, Stuart Clark had like a... Stuart Clark had like a bowling average of like... 23 or something yeah now his his uh, opinion of who i think is overrated wow brett lee yeah that's fair you, you know he was a remember that era that it was all about speed like people like oh this guy's 150 k's an hour he was lifted up by your warner mcgrath right yeah, so yeah. the first he could bowl the first 10 overs and it'd be hot and heavy right but as soon as there was a bit of pressure, as soon as like he that that a little bit of that speed went, maybe like five five kilometers went, and it's like day three of a test match. Yeah, he never took more than a fifer. Yeah, that's he right. never took more than a fifer, and carried a bit. Yeah, think about like him in two thousand and eight and stuff. Not when Warner McGrath had left. He wasn't. He no, wasn't. No. He wasn't brutal. No. No. But that's that's a good one. But like, I don't like. It's interesting because you say overrated. I don't think anyone puts him on a huge pedestal either. Yeah. Right. But are you just saying he's even worse than that? <laughs> I reckon he's. Oh, I guess maybe maybe you're right. Like, uh, maybe I thought history was going to be a lot kinder to him. Yeah. Well, I remember the early days when people. You know, when it's very rare you get someone where people are like buzzing. Yeah. Like there's this new guy and people like this new guy on the scene. He's really fast. Yeah. And but then- I think there was a there was an obsession with speed at the time. Sean Tate was another one, but he was very inaccurate. Sean it Tate was and that's and so Sean Tate played in that two thousand five Ashes as well. Wow. So when McGrath did his foot, stepped on the ball. Yeah. Like you want to talk about bloody butterfly effect. <laughs> but he um and they and they played Sean Tate, and Sean Tate not a Test bowler. No, no, no. He's um he wasn't up to it. And then you think, but those four overs that he that he bowled against Pakistan in that twenty twenty, yeah. holy shit, mate! Cricket is cricket's bloody hard. I didn't play much of it at all myself, just because. See, the thing is, some sports, even if you're not great, you're out there, right? Footy, you're having fun, yeah. whatever. Because like, I couldn't get near the ball in footy. I grew up with rugby league. Right. Rugby league, 
is easier for me because I can just say I want the ball and they pass it to you. Yeah. But see, cricket, it's not fun if you're bad because let's say batting, you're out, you sit there all day watching your other yeah. team, right? And then bowling, you're either getting whacked or in my case, the ball wasn't even landing on the pitch. <laughs> a lot of wides. That was the other thing. As a kid, I was watching on TV and the 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 cameras don't really show the length of the pitch in that. Oh, you so know, true. It's a long pitch. It's a long pitch. So you got to focus on getting the ball down there to the batsman and then having it try and do something as well. That's the hard thing. Yeah. <laughs> having yeah. it try and swing a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's... um. But then vice versa too, like the batters are facing some incredible deliveries. I don't know. Those guys facing the fastest guys, they must... There must be a bit of guesswork in it. Well, I'm just going to swing my bat. Yeah. Because it's there in half a second. Like. Yeah. Like it's – it's all so much of it would be muscle memory. And I think yeah. they're all trying to get in – I think they all want to get into that flow state. Yeah. Because you can't – that's – that's so I was like, you know, I played fucking – played club cricket, played a little bit of district cricket. I would just get in my own head. Yeah. And I'd be so terrified. I had such a fear of getting out. And it showed in the way that I batted. Yeah. Like I was an opening batter, but I never, ever hit a six. Yeah. Because I was like, I would. Don't want to get caught. There was never any attacking to me. It was all just like I'm maneuvering the ball. Yeah. I wasn't getting on the front foot and attacking. I was just like working it round sort of thing. And, And the, and okay, here's another thing. I also think it's reflective. Like cricket is. I think it's re- very reflective of character as well. Yeah, yeah. So, like, especially bat- batting, it's like what you, how you bat, I think is reflective of your personality. Yeah, that's bit. right. And yeah. I think there's quite a bit of fear in me, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, and That's well said as well, yeah. It shows in that. The other thing I like about cricket, right, it's a team sport, but it is such an individual sport. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I like like I barely played any, but did you, I found it quite like claustrophobic in terms of that's what I'm saying with, with rugby and stuff. You got this big field around you, like you feel sort of like free. Yeah, I mean, even though it's a big field in cricket, but it's like it is that ball. It's like batting. creeping up at you, you know. Like yeah, and, and it's and it's you. It's also like I think it really you practice like stoicism. Yeah, because yeah. it's like. Very rarely in your life do you have a. Le- you're the only person out there against eleven people. Yeah, yeah. Eleven people. Yeah, and you get bullied. And I have like, you can things can make you look really silly, right? Like well, p- people will be like, "Why did he hit it right to them?" But it's like you got to process a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. You're like, "Oh, where, look where all the fielders are." Yeah. And then yeah, it looks stupid that you just hit it to them, but like maybe you just forgot that that guy or yeah, you didn't mean to. Yeah, yeah. it can make you look very dumb. The yeah, sport. yeah, it's very humbling, dude. Um, Gox. Yeah, man. Thanks thank, so much, Harry. Thanks so much for coming on, dude. I really appreciate it. Yeah, You're we a, got a bit deep there, but did, it, did you like it? Or yeah, not? I love it. Like I love that stuff, you know. Yeah, looking inside us as people. Yeah, and it's why we think and feel. And, yeah. I think it's, it's really <laughs> made me you made me look into my soul and ask some big questions, dude. Um, <laughs> you did the same to me. Um, Thanks so much. Hey, Lydia. where can people find you, bro? Oh, I'm on Instagram, Facebook. Um, like I said, 
stand-up comedians. I love just hit the road, perform yeah. my show. A lot of people don't realize it's a good show, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been doing this 15 years. Yeah. Some people like, which is nice, but they watch the show and then go, oh, you're actually good. Like yeah, 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 <laughs> a yeah. bit of a backhanded compliment. <laughs> yeah. It's not. But that's good because they're like, we only, we'd only seen those little skits and yeah. memes and clips. But yeah, like, yeah so I'm going to be doing the festivals, Melbourne Comedy Fest, Sydney Comedy Fest. So yeah, keep an eye out for me. Book me in for you. I do like, I do Bucks parties. Yeah. I do 21st, yeah. 18th, whatever. Yeah. Divorce party, <laughs> whatever you need, yeah. And but, and so it's Aaron Gox, yeah. Aaron Doc Gox, or uh, no, just usually I'm not very creative. I'm not one of these people who's got an interesting handle just, or anything. Okay, so it's Aaron but yeah, Gox. just my name, Aaron yeah. G O C S is my surname. Yeah. Gox, bit of a weird one. Beauty, yeah. But thanks so much, Hammy. Thanks for coming on the Impromptu Tosser Podcast. Thank you.